Today, uh, I've got with me Ian Boyd, college football analyst for Inside Texas uh, and uh, UT Insider. Uh, today, what we're going to try to do is go over the offensive depth chart uh, for the Longhorns, given the new additions uh, with the class uh, that just signed last week. Um, and so uh, let's go ahead and start it off. I do want to say, if you, uh, before we get going, if you want to subscribe to our videos, we try to come out with about one a day, uh, four or five times a week. Uh, subscribe to the button on the lower right-hand portion of your, of your screen uh, or subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, in addition, Ian and I both work with uh, InsideTexas.com, which is the number one source uh, for Texas football and recruiting information. Ian, welcome in, bud. Merry Christmas, Bobby. How you doing? <laughs> Merry Christmas to you, too. Uh, I see. All, I, I saw in your background earlier, you got a bunch of Steelers stuff in the background. You at your in-laws house right now? I'm at my in-laws. They're old uh, Pennsylvania, upstate New York people, so we got some Miracle on Ice, Lake Placid memorabilia, and some Steelers stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. That's too much. That's too much, Ian. Keep the, keep the camera slow. All right. Let's just go ahead and get right into it because I think it's important. Um, the, let's start at quarterback, most important position on the field. Charles Thompson, or excuse me, Casey Thompson, uh, chooses to transfer at the end of the season. Uh, the incumbent starter, uh, even though Steve Sarkeesian did say the job was far from won by anybody, uh, that leaves on the roster right now Hudson Card and Charles White Wright as the only two uh, quarterbacks on scholarship. Ben Ballard is a uh, walk-on that uh, got into the depth chart, so to speak. I think he was third on the depth chart ahead of Wright at the end of last season. Incoming are Quinn Ewers, a uh, young man from South Lake Carroll who also Spent his first semester in college at Ohio State. Uh, and then Malik Murphy, uh, quarterback out of uh, Grossmont, uh, or excuse me, out of uh, Gardena, California, Sarah High School. Um, where do you see the addition of viewers uh, and the competition, perhaps, I think is going to be pretty clear between him and Card at this point? Wouldn't you expect that? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I did a poll on Twitter. And the fan base clearly expects Quinn Ewers to come in and just own the job. Um, I don't think anyone was blown away by the quarterback play last year from either Thompson or Card. But you know, I see it as being a little bit open. I mean, we haven't seen Ewers in over a year. Um, he was very good at South Lake Carroll, obviously. He was very good in exactly the things that Sarkeesian wants in this offense. He was good in the RPO game. He could read the full field. Uh, really good at, you know, throwing from alternate arm slots and getting the ball out quickly. Um, and then obviously hitting deep shots. So he's a, he's the perfect fit. Um, but Hudson card is also a very talented player full year in the system. And it almost seemed like he had finally flipped a switch during the West Virginia game. He may not have, you know, we didn't get very good sample size there before he was injured. Um, and the injury concern too, you wonder with a guy that, of his weight, if he's going to be able to protect himself and stay healthy or not. And we never got to see that tested either, but um, he has talent and uh, I, I wouldn't, I'm not ready to uh, anoint you as the starter. I think it'll be a, a real competition and might even drag on into the fall, but you know, we'll see what, we'll see what sources say. We'll see how they look in the spring game. Yeah. I think that uh, it, that's what it's setting up. I mean, Malik Murphy uh, is a developmental prospect, has some talent, 
but developmental talent. Um, you know, I think that, you know, most people do expect Quinn Ewers because of his quote unquote pedigree as the nation's number one high school player uh, a year ago uh, to be the guy uh, uh, by the end of the spring. However, Hudson Card does have the experience coming back. And you know, as well as I do, that experience in a, in a certain system, as well as experience playing college ball even, uh, is a jump. Um, and so Hudson Card uh, may have flipped the switch at, at West Virginia, but I would say that we have seen enough sample size to know that he can get injured. Um, you know, you mentioned, can he take it? Well, he, he, was una- he was unable to against West Virginia, but I think that was a that was more of a foot injury, not a upper body, you know, shoulder injury or something like that. That could be long-term debilitating. Um, He'll be fine. But what that injury made me wonder, I feel like what happens with quarterbacks when they get hurt is when they're not big and strong enough to protect themselves, or they are just not good at protecting themselves because they, uh, you know, they don't think to like Kyler Murray maybe would get hurt all the time, but he knows how to protect himself. A guy like Card, he got hit, he got hurt at Lake Travis as well, and uh, and he was a bit of a gambler sometimes when he would take off and run this year. He when he would take some shots he didn't like. So yeah, I would just be worried about is he going to subject himself to hits he shouldn't, and then also is he going to get taken to the ground hard because he's not you know strong enough to avoid just getting kind of thrown around a little bit. So we'll you know we'll see. He has, still has another off season to get bigger, but. Those are definitely concerns. Fully expected to be Card and or Ewers at the starting position uh, and the other being the backup. So long as Hudson Card doesn't transfer, um, which I know we, we don't want to talk about that kind of stuff because you don't want to jinx it. But reality of it is, is that in this day and age, uh, it's, it's, it's always possible. Um, running back's a little bit more set, I think, right? Um, the, the, the Longhorns have B. John Robinson coming back. Roshan Johnson will be a senior. Keelan Robinson is kind of that, uh, that mix back. Jonathan Brooks, some thought might get some time his, against Kansas State. Uh, he had been injured, but had come back in time. And then the Longhorns are adding Jaden Blue. Anything you see in that grouping that, that kind of makes you think twice right now? Well, I think one of the one of the fun topics of conversation right now is whether or not this uh, pit uh, coach Marion might come in uh, and uh, in- install some more two back packages. Cause they have just so much talent in the running back room. Uh, I'd also, you know, crusaded a little bit on the board that maybe Rashawn Johnson should get a look at linebacker because he's such a good physical player. And uh, it's a shame that, I mean, we all saw what he could do at Kansas state. He like carried the team on his back. But then the rest of the time, he's, you know, battling for snaps with uh, one of the fastest players on the team and Keelan Robinson and then one of the best players in the country and Bijan Robinson. I, I think Jonathan Brooks might be the future of the position. He seems like the next great future back at Texas. So they're loaded. They're absolutely loaded. I'm curious to see where uh, they fit blue into this into this mix and if they try to get a little more serious with two back packages. From talking to Jerry Hamilton. He says that Blue is absolutely a tremendous receiver out of the backfield. Yeah. And I wonder, you know, how does that play in? I mean, yes, he, he ran for a lot of yards as a sophomore and junior, 
but Jerry sees him more as that that receiver out of the backfield type, almost like it sounds like Keelan Robinson could have been, but he doesn't actually have the greatest hand. Right. He could he could definitely fit into that uh, concept as the as the sort of H back Percy Harvin type. You know, if we still want to use that old moniker. I kind of also wonder if he if he looks at this crowded room and they look at him catching balls and they're just like, hey, guess what? You're receiver number three in the class. Go talk to your new position coach at some point. Um, he'd, have, he'd have to be, you know, amenable to that. But even when they signed him, I, I wondered if, if this wasn't actually another uh, future deep threat receiver. And he doesn't he have like he has some amazing hundred meter times too I believe if I if I remember he had some he had some solid ones I, I think that that you know my take on it is is Bijan you know overall Bijan's clearly the number one back how do you use Roshan Johnson more yeah and then how do you incorporate Jonathan Brooks and Keelan Robinson I think Blue is going to be an afterthought uh, as a freshman as a true freshman unless he just somehow wows them. Uh, uh, this year, this year, and uh, I don't see him really being a, a factor year one. He's had a year off too, so that he may be uh, he may be working back into regular football shape as well, depending on how he's kept up. Yep. At receiver, um, we don't know if they're going to get a quality guy in the portal right now, but we would assume that that, that we won. So we're moving on to receiver. It's the three W's really. Worthy, Washington, and Whittington. Those are most likely the starters game one if no one is added to the roster via the portal. Even with the additions of, of Brennan Thompson and Savion Red, uh, I don't see Worthy, Washington, or Whittington getting beat out by any of those guys, by those guys immediately. Then Texas has backups in Calvante Dixon, uh, Jordan Alexis, Troy O'Meara, um, Dejon Harrison, and Casey Kane. Uh, you see anybody in that group other than a potential portal guy uh, displacing Worthy, Washington, or Whittington? Potentially, I, I do. Um, Alexis is very fast. He fits the mold for what they want to do there. Uh, I believe last year, reports in fall camp had him, or whenever he was playing before he was hurt, I believe they had him as being pretty promising, but... Um, he hadn't put it together yet. So you never know if that guy just figures out the route tree or something. Uh, Calvante Dixon, kind of in a similar camp, fast, athletic, talented. And then Troy O'Meary, uh, that guy, that guy was expected to potentially be the best receiver on the team in 2020 before he started having these knee injuries. Um, definitely worry about if he's a guy that can stay healthy, but um, he's, talented and he also has a different skill set than the others because he's a big bodied big handed guy and uh the current starters are all you know the the other end of the of the goldilocks you know spectrum they have a 160 pound worthy and i think uh washington's probably the biggest at like 195 so he, he might be the guy if he can get healthy and have a a much better offseason than the last one, he could be the guy that might be most likely to break in outside of uh, a transfer. Gotcha. Whittington, well, Whittington actually, sorry, he didn't, he, he actually gained some weight after he got hurt, I believe, and he was up to like 210 or so. So uh, he has an interest, he always has an interesting future. He's such a, he had a good year last year, but he's always been a amazing 
athlete and total football player that had never really nailed down, you know, the total skill set at a particular position. So uh, he'll he'll definitely be one to watch as well. He has a lot more quality football in him than we've seen yet. Brennan Thompson, I think, is one of those guys. If it's not uh, Jaden Alexis or Kelvante Dixon uh, stretching the field in addition to Worthy, I think Brennan Thompson is the one that has uh, 10, sub 10, 400 meter speed. Um, uh, Savion Red is a very interesting prospect. Uh, was a receiver until this year when he took over at quarterback at Grand Prairie. Um, and, you know, he reminds me so much of Roshan Johnson in the way, the physical way he plays football, uh, that it's, it's kind of eerie. Um, but I, I look at it from a depth chart perspective right now, most likely of Worthy, Washington, Whittington. And then you're looking at Omir, Dixon, and then either Thompson or Alexis, next group. And I know Casey Kane actually got into the second depth chart there, or a second string depth chart last year, but that was also with uh, injuries to both Jordan Whittington and Troy, Troy O'Meara. Yeah, I, I can't remember if he even saw the field or not. So, I, yeah. I don't so. think he saw the field as a receiver. Um, that, that's, a, that's a lot of names that they're, they're getting – it sure would be nice, though, if they could land someone in the portal that has some juice, that has some experience, um, because just looking at it right now with the, 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 the health problems of Whittington and O'Meara, right, they've both been out two years in a row, uh, and I, if they don't have one other guy to match with, with Xavier Worthy, that they can count on. And Marcus Washington's a solid player, but he's not it, right? He's not the answer. Uh, it sure would be nice if they found someone in the portal uh, that had some, some uh, uh, time in, in, uh, on their side and some experience uh, to add it in. Um, otherwise, I think Texas is going to be one short in the receiver game heading into next year. Particularly, I think they need one more burner guy that that Sark can set up to throw deep to when teams overplay uh, worthy. I think Washington, Whittington, some of these other guys, they have guys that can be reliable hands at the chains. Um, so I think that everybody's been either close to that or Whittington was that last year. He was, he was good third down type receiver. So if they can get somebody in the portal, it would make a huge difference. I think it would be another go, go deep on play action guy. Got it. Okay. So that's definitely a need in the portal. Can you see them taking two in the portal there if they have the, the spots available? Do you think it's that much of a need? You would like to think that they could develop some of the guys they have. Uh, they've not done an amazing job of that for several years now. Um, I don't know. If you can get two, if you can get, you know, a Jameson, uh, was it Jameson Houston that went to Alabama? If you find one Jameson guy, Williams. Jameson Williams, you can get if you can get two guys like that, then you absolutely. Um, I don't know how many guys like that are on the are options. One would definitely be great. Two might as well. It depends on maybe it depends on how they feel about Whittington. Yeah. Um, and Omir. All right, so so part of the flux of that position is Andre Coleman, uh, who is reportedly out as the wide receivers coach. And Texas, to my knowledge, has yet to offer a portal receiver. 
So I wonder at some level if Texas isn't, uh, at least as at the time we're taping this, they haven't offered a portal receiver. I wonder, Ian, if that isn't predicated somewhat on who they choose at receivers coach or not. I mean, you would think that a receiver is a receiver, that, that whoever gets picked as the coach there would inherit the roster, but um, we shall see. All right, let's move on to tight ends because I think, uh, I think this is – a little bit clearer. Cade Brewer graduates, obviously, four-year starter. Jared Wiley, who was going to start, right, was had the clear path to being a starter, also graduates and is going to transfer. So that leaves Texas with three scholarship tight ends right now. Um, uh, Gunnar Helm, uh, Jatavian Sanders, and Juan Davis. Uh, they absolutely, in my opinion, have to get somebody at tight end from the portal uh, that, that can... Uh, be that guy. Helm of the group is the best blocker in line. Is, is that your your opinion? Who's and Juan Davis is more of that H back blocker, or what? What you know? What do you see for this position right now? I um, they could stand to gain another blocker. I I would think, but just from looking around in the portal, I don't know if that's what's coming. Um, they have a lot of solid receivers. Helm is kind of a nifty receiver, but he's more the inline blocker. I think um, he was pretty, pretty good as a blocker as a freshman. And he wasn't even that, you know, thick yet. He's like six, five, but only like two thirty, something like that. Just goes to show you how much blocking can sometimes just be more about one, two than uh, body type. Um, I, I don't know. I think maybe they're, they're planning to evolve the offense a little bit and be less of, because last year, I think that they, uh, they felt that with where they were at quarterback and receiver, that they wanted to get tight, extra tight ends on the field and just clear a path for Bijan Robinson. And this year, I wonder if they're planning to use the tight ends a little more aggressively in the passing game. Uh, maybe they can not have to have them protect the tackles and pass protection as much and get those guys involved. They have, uh, they have a lot of guys I, that I see as having talent as receivers. Um, I wonder if Wiley transferred even in part because he felt like he didn't get to show off his receiving ability as much as he would have liked. Um, really how they evolve the offense may, may have a big impact on how these guys, how these guys factor in right, right now. They do not look like a team that is going to line up in 12 personnel and just try to run the ball from bigger sets as much unless, uh, unless Davis and Sanders uh, both come along quite a bit as blockers. Is, is how I would see it. Gotcha. I, I think that Juan Davis, Ian, is one of the best football players on the team. I know that sounds like a weird statement, but he is a tweener size-wise, but he is just a solid football player. He's physical and can catch and seems to maybe do, maybe do a little bit with the ball after he catches it. Yeah, he's like uh, the Rashawn Johnson of the tight end room. Yeah, that's a good, good that's a good um, thing. So in the portal, you think maybe blocker, but if they're evolving the position uh, because they feel better, in my opinion, it's not just about lining up and running Bijan. What you hit on is a big piece is protecting the offensive tackles uh, because last year uh, Texas sometimes had just a, a real major issue uh, in pass protection uh, and kept their tight ends a little in a little bit. Um, you know, 
if they can get a great receiving tight end that has experience that also can block a little on the line, that'd be a tremendous grab. Uh, I think they have to take at least one portal tight end uh, to mix, to add to the mix here, uh, yeah, to put in the tighter. I mean, if they impact would be awesome, but just for numbers, right? Yeah. It, they took no, I mean, just to be clear, they didn't take a high school tight end. Mm -hmm. um, Anthony Jones could have been that guy out of uh, Las Vegas, uh, but they uh, theoretically let him go to, to Oregon. And, and so it's interesting that, that they did what they did. All right. Um, saying that they, they want to get away from maybe using so many tight ends just to stay in and, and block and help protect quarterback. Um, we go to the offensive line where five guys with some starting experience return, right? Uh, Christian Jones, Andre Carrick, Jake Majors, Junior Angelau, and Hayden Connor all return. And then you have some backups, Jalen Garth, who uh, made some strides this past year. Uh, Logan Parr is a freshman, Max Merrill, a freshman. Uh, Isaiah Hookfin coming back. Uh, but Hookfin just suffered a major injury after a, a motorcycle crash. Um, and so it's unclear of, of his future. Uh, the Longhorns are losing a couple to graduation. Uh, Derek Kerstetter, Topi Amade. And then you also talk about Rafidi Gamrai going into the portal. Um, so uh, on top of all of that, with the returnees, with some of the extras and, and the attrition, they're bringing in six, at least six true freshman offensive linemen, but perhaps seven. Um, how do you see this all shaking out? Or do you see Texas guy like Kelvin Banks potentially starting at left tackle um, or not? I mean, where is that in your, your thought process? I, he has to have pretty good odds of, of starting at one of the tackle spots. The way I see it, they're going to have a battle royale in the spring with uh, potentially Hayden Connor at tackle, Jalen Garth, now that he's uh, healthy and, and coming along. Um, and then obviously Karich and uh, uh, Christian Jones. And uh, I feel like one of those guys, whoever wins, you know, escapes the bear, so to speak. And then whoever falls in second, whoever falls second, third, and fourth is at risk of being overrun and, and caught by Kelvin Banks. Um, I think he's he's just that talented, and they you just might as well get him on the field unless unless uh, two tackles come out of spring playing exceptional football. But they have they have quite a ways to go. Every single one of those guys to be a sure thing uh, starting tackle. And then Let me ask you this. I mean, why just one? I mean, like I, I would I would venture to say that Cam Williams will be more college ready than just about anybody because he's so darn big. I mean, his body is freaky, right? I mean, he's just so huge. Um, could he be so good at a guard position early um, that he pushes someone out of the way there, either Connor? or Anglau. I don't think Anglau, Anglau is going to be a four-year starter for Texas, so it's doubtful that, that he gets moved out of the way. But, I mean, how does that work? I, you know, he's so nimble. I kind of see him starting out as tackle. Um, I mean, sometimes he looks more comfortable in pass protection. He looked more comfortable in pass protection at Duncanville than he did as a, as a run blocker. So, I mean, maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves and anointing Banks as the starter. Maybe, maybe Williams starts as a tackle as a freshman. Um, inside a guard, I think that'd be a little trickier just because you, 
you need so much power and it's so much more about um i don't know as a tackle sometimes it's just don't let anybody you know run by you and a guard is a little more you know picking things up <laughs> they have a lot to figure out i they still have carriage if carriage can gain weight i think a lot of people think he could be a good tackle if he were a little bigger and stronger uh, if they were to add Devin Campbell to the class, I think a lot of people would be curious to see if he might find a starting job as a freshman. They're in a they're in an interesting place where they have I think they have five guys back who set a baseline that's acceptable, probably potentially good, but probably at least acceptable. And then all the upside is going to come from if any of these freshmen can come in and play immediately. Uh, you could see it shaking out a lot of different ways. I think because of uh, the athleticism of the incomers. And then there's, I think, still some positional flux between the returning guys. I'll tell you what I'm looking at. And I, while Christian Jones, uh, I think, started almost every single game this year, except for maybe a couple. Uh, Andre Carrick started a couple. Hayden Connor. The only two offensive linemen, though, that you really pencil in to start, for sure, are Jake Majors and Junior Angelow, right? Yeah. And so given that, um, we don't really expect Logan Parr or Max Merrill to be in that group of, of competitors. They're just a, a cut below athletically, probably, uh, of the other group. Yeah. Hook Finn would, be, would have been in that category as p- potentially pushing, but he's got, he's got health issues. Um, that literally leaves maybe four of these guys, Kelvin Banks, Cam Williams, Neto Umiozulu, and then potentially Devon Campbell as ready to compete or, or needing to compete for those three spots with Jones, Carrick, uh, Connor, and Garth. Um, it's, it's interesting because none of those guys are going to be there in the spring. The only true freshman offensive lineman coming in in the spring is actually Cole Hudson. Uh, so he, he's the only early enrollee. And my understanding is he's actually going to be given a, a shot at center first. So after Jake Majors, who's the backup center right now? Well, Angelau would be the backup center, right? Or Logan Parr, yeah. Yeah, but but now Hudson might might be might be vying for that role. So um, I give me a give me a guess. Give me your best guess, Ian. Left to right five. on the starting yeah. five next year. You know, I've heard that he was dinged up last year. Uh, Christian Jones, that is, and he uh, he was better in his kick step last year, but he got beat inside a lot. If his first year he would get beat outside, his second year he'd get out there and get beat inside. So maybe just maybe he'll he'll get that calibration right. I tend to think he will win a starting job, and uh, I'm going to go Jones, Angelau, Majors, Connor, Banks. Uh, you tell me if I just left out someone I shouldn't have. But no, I think I think that's good, and I think that the question I have is, I, I almost wonder if they they move Angle out into center and, and push Major out because you know Kyle Flood likes size. I mean that's entirely possible too, right? I I would yeah I think that's possible, but I think I would bet more on Majors getting stronger and doing what he has to do to keep that job. Yeah. By all accounts, that kid is one of the one of one of the types that you want on your line where he's just he's driven and he's all about it. Gotcha. Yeah. Um 
I wonder if they're going to try, if they will ever try Carriage at the offensive guard. I think Carriage and Garth would be the two guys I would watch for this spring, where if they have a big offseason, those two guys have a lot of talent. Um, and they're just probably just a little bit behind on experience. And then obviously Connor, I think Connor, they think is maybe one of the surefire best five. It's just a matter of where. They have, gotcha. They have so many more tools this year. At least they can say that. So looking in, in total, Ian, Carter Ewers at quarterback, Bijan at running back, possibly with the with the combo of, of Roshan and Keelan and, and Jonathan Brooks. Receiver, Worthy, Washington, Whittington, Portal, Calvante Dixon, Troy O'Meara, and then potentially a Brennan Thompson mix in. I'm just talking about key contributors here. At tight end, Helm for sure. Davis and Sanders were not so sure, and then potentially a portal guy, right? Um, and then uh, offensive line, we mentioned Jones, Carrick, Majors, Anglau, Connor, and then it's just up to the freshman and maybe Jalen Garth to really figure out the rest of it. Yep, yep. Does that, does that sound legitimate to you? I think, so. we're gonna, yeah. At the very least, we're going to see a ton of these freshmen on the two deep. And then yeah. – Injury, injury, injuries will shake things out from there. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I think that gives us a rundown and gives the folks a rundown of the offensive depth chart post signing day. Um, we'll come back after Christmas, hopefully, and you'll, you'll join me and we'll go over the defensive breakdown. Um, keep in mind, uh, I think that Texas is still going to go after some guys via the portal. Uh, they're still looking at some guys in high school uh, for, for the receivers, uh, spot for a receiver spot potentially um and so and we don't know what they might do at running back or if, if to shard choice the new running backs coach has any ends on a tight end or or other positions uh, that he's going to bring to the table as a newcomer uh to to texas all right for ian boyd i'm bobby burton this has been on texas football i hope everybody has a, a merry christmas or whatever holiday you ce uh, celebrate uh and we will see you again soon uh, for Ian Boyd, I'm Bobby Burton. This has been On Texas.